Hello, this is Dr. Zeus for the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. I like to talk about things within culture, music, film, television. Today we lost someone in the music industry who was also part of film. She began as a child star, a singer, an actress in the, the film Sparkle. Went on to write co-write the theme to Flashdance, What a Feeling, was in the film Fame, even sang the theme. Today we lost the incomparable Irene Cara. Just, I mean, if you want to sum up the 80s right there. That song, What a Feeling, Flashdance, is so iconic. So is the film. That song still stands the test of time, as does the theme from fame. And so today at the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast, I just wanted to open with that. Why? Because that song, if you really think about it from the 1980s and the 19, you know, everyone's always trying to bring the 80s back. The songs, the look, the vibe. But Irene Cara had that in the palm of her hands with that song, Flashdance, What a Feeling. And so I'm paying tribute to her in this moment on the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast because she wasn't just in film. She also did the music. She joined a l wide array of artists who were able to transition into film, into music. Um, I can find it. There's an interview that she and Alan Parker, the director of fame, did in the uh, early 2000s, I believe. Alan Parker was synonymous with films. Uh, he directed a lot of musicals, including Fame, The Wall, and Evita, just to name a few. And what he had in Irene Cara was this actress that could also sing and write. And her and Georgia Moroder went with another songwriter and they wrote Flashdance, What a Feeling. And um, it won them all an Oscar. So I wanted to open the show tonight just paying tribute and we're just going to have, you know, a fun show. But it's important to Go to those who began this wonderful thing of writing the songs for films. The Board of Education wouldn't let me use the actual school because they thought that uh, there was too much bad language. And so I actually used another high school. I've actually made up of three different schools, which as a composite and it comes together as one. The nice thing about the way Alan worked with everyone is that he allowed for us to really feel like classmates. We did have three to four hours of class, whether it be the drama department or the dance department, which my character was in. The kids who were playing those characters went to class for two to three hours before we started filming because he allowed us to gel as students in the school. He was very smart to just run the camera when none of us were aware of it. In fact, much of the hot lunch sequences were shot with us being totally unaware that the cameras were on. We did shoot in 46th Street. The actual song, Fame, 
was shot on 46, and it's right by Times Square, so it was incredibly difficult to shoot. We shot uh, that particular number over three days. We actually hadn't written the song Fame at the time. We did the whole number to a Donna Summer song called Hot Stuff, and uh, then we laid on Fame afterwards. Uh, kind of fitted, thank goodness. The fame sequence with us, like, blocking all of <laughs> West 46th Street. <laughs> that was a blast, you know. We got to use the city, you know. We got to use a lot of the energy of New York, and that's what I loved about it. Of course, much of it was directed and choreographed and planned, but the energy was coming from being on the street in the city, you know, and getting the shot right there on, on the sidewalk. So that's Irene Cara, Irene Cara, Cara Cara, and Alan Parker talking about fame. And one last thing, and then we'll go on with the show. What a feeling! I mean, if you want to, yeah, I just if you want to sum up the '80s right there in terms of how major. That song was. She won not only a Grammy for it, um, she won an Oscar. So, yeah. To say right about now, and that's basically that women in music can be about a lot more than just, you know. The midriff, the belly button, the bleached hair, <laughs> the lip syncing. The, yeah, which is the way it seems to be going. You know, today. I wanted to make a statement that women in music can be sexy and alluring and right. and and fabulous and hip and cool and be about music, be about really just the music. Yeah, and I read a quote by you about your new project, your new band. You said it's nothing more complicated than beautiful women doing beautiful music. That's pretty much it in a nutshell. You know, we're not really carrying any hip-hop banner or we're you know we're not doing the grunge thing you know right, we're right. not doing gimmick stuff you know we're just you know a, a collection of women that i that i've handpicked from across the country sure. that are the part of a big merengue band so i heard in the 50s they brought a certain project makes you you know yeah. and they don't like to hear i mean i i got a lot of flack for that mm -hmm. when i you know my late teens with, with fame coming out because you know, I would tell the truth about the years that I'd put in before that sure. and the work I'd done as a child, the, the work I'd done as a teenage actress in television with sure. projects like Roots and, you know, various right. movies of right. the week that I starred in with very prominent, especially African-American actors of that time. Mm -hmm. uh, they didn't want to hear it. You know, no. they just, you know, it's like, oh, she's coming off like, like the little uh, veteran brat, you know. And I wasn't trying to. I was just mainly being honest about my life and my career. So it wasn't an accident when that break came along. You were kind of ready for it. I think so. So that's an interview with Irene Cara. Huh. 1959 to 2022. So we'll be back. Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. Welcome to the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. Sometimes I don't know what to talk about. Sometimes I have an idea, an inkling, what we're going to talk about. In the intro, I pay tribute to Irene Cara because I'm a, I'm a child of the 80s. I was born in 1980. I'm not ashamed to say that. And not too long ago, 
I was working with some uh, at work and they were asking me what was it like to live in the 90s and someone said to me did that make you feel old and I said no it made me feel privileged to be able to say to this new generation well we went outside we didn't have tablets uh, in school we weren't able to check our grades on the computer the grades were given to us you used the computer for either typing a paper or for the Oregon Trail that's what you use the computer the internet I'm trying to I don't think I ever used the internet when I was in school maybe in college but in high school no no and now we're in such an accelerated world and I wanted to let the next generation know that the acceleration of everything how the lines of everything are becoming so blurred and um, sometimes you just have to dial it back I love books I don't think print is dead but at the same time, I love audiobooks because you cannot drive and read a book unless someone else is driving. And so with that said, I wanted to talk about an artist that I've talked about on here before. Whether it's her seminal album, Horses, her influence on culture, merging poetry and three-chord rock, her love the late Fred Sonic Smith, her amazing children, Jackson and Jesse, who are both musicians. The legacy of this woman who wrote Just Kids about her friendship and relationship with the late Robert Maplethorpe. Robert Maplethorpe, who famously did that album cover for Horses. I'm talking about Patti Smith. Patti Smith has an amazing book out called A Book of Days. And it's Patti on the cover, and then on the back is her 21-year-old cat, Cairo. That really fascinated, fascinated me because I thought, wait a minute, your cat is 21? Um, this is all about Patti's camera. And um, it's, a, it's a book about her photographs. Because what had happened was she had a, a Polaroid, which was featured in many documentaries about her. She would always take pictures with her Polaroid. She even took it on the late Tom Snyder show. And her Polar what happened was that Polaroid stopped making film. So she started using her iPhone to take photos she's not just a really great musician and artist and writer but she's a really great photographer and it says here patty smith has chronicled her journeys and haunting polaroid photographs since 1996 a writer's chair a husband's saxophone the beds of poets the altiers of artists Pictures of life on and off the road, train stations, hotel interiors, 
obscure cafes, and notebook always nearby. Smith amends photographs from this body of work with electric snapshots from her daily life, as posted on Instagram. Anniversary pearls, a mother's keychain, her kids, her bo- boots, sacred talismans, and her uh, her cat Cairo. More than a million followers have responded to Smith's unique aesthetic. Her morning coffee, the books she's reading, the graves and monuments of beloved heroes, mavericks, and saints. Within a calendar year, a book of days presents 366 miniature windows and dispatches into the world of the visionary writer, poet, and performer. An inspirational map of a life devoted to art, a timeless offering, and day-by-day for deeply uncertain times. And right now, Patti Smith is on a book tour promoting this beautiful book. I, I have glanced through it. I really haven't sat down and looked through it. She's got Marcel Proust for July 10th. She has, I mean, if you look through it, she's got Tolstoy, September 9th. She has a painting that she did of the Twin Towers, September 11th. And on September 14th, Fred Sonic Smith, which was his birthday. There's so many great photos in this book of her children, of her friends. Oh, this was a great one. October 8th with Jesse Jackson, Reverend Jesse Jackson. And then October 9th, John Lennon's birthday, the uh, Imagine um, Memorial in New York. Ah, I love this one. October 14th, backstage at CBGB's, a wave and salute to Hilly Crystal and all who have played and passed through its doors. And that's where the Patti Smith man, well, they got their start in other avenues, but CBGB's is where everyone flocked to during the punk movement. Okay. I mean, these these photos are just breathtaking. The late William S. Burroughs, October 31st, Lawrence, Kansas. Oh, he was a maverick. And then it's her travels. Oh, my goodness. I'm, I'm loving this. Happy birthday, Jimi Hendrix, October tw- or November 27th. William Blake, November 28th. And then there is December 9th, Intermission, Contemplating Puccini's Tosca, The Favorite Lines of an Aria, I Have Lived for Art for Love, and that's Patti Smith. And then her daughter is December 8th, Jessie, Gowned Pauses in the La Scala Opera House Museum, Milan by Maria. Interesting. I love these photos. They say so much about an artist and how she continues to create. Oh, December 22nd, Ralph Fiennes, Ray Fiennes, on the set of Coralanus, his directorial debut, a moment before entering a confrontational scene. The inner director counsels the brooding actor. That's such a great photo. And then a self-portrait, December 25th. My first Christmas, Chicago, 1947. 
and that afternoon I walked across the kitchen for the first time spurred on by my mother waving a new toy rabbit yeah so Patty Smith's book of days is available I got it I think I pre-ordered it I absolutely love it and um she, you know, as an artist and as a performer, she really goes, she goes the extra mile. She goes the extra mile for her art and what she believes in. And if I can find something. Yes. Here we go. Here is Patty talking for Barnes and Noble. I did. I just looked at these two idealistic faces and I thought they're good together. And honestly, I had never heard of the Field Prize. I had never heard of your mathematician. And that part of the delight for me flipping through and being able to sit was also trying to sort of figure out where you were coming from. Because, I mean... You know, Rambo, I expect Rambo. I don't know how he's going to pop up in your work, but he will pop up. Yeah, there are certain things. there a lot, but yeah. I also, it just happened that he was in there a lot. And also, I, I also know it's, it's like a little gift to young people who really love him. And because I, I, he's been a part of my lifelong experience. But also, why not? <laughs> yeah, why not? There, are, there are pictures that are fun and yeah. uh, there's a lot of different correlations but I do love mathematics. I would have loved to have had John Nash in my book because I love him. I follow <laughs> mathematicians and I've, you know, I've met a lot of them when I um, did the Nobel uh, performance um, to honor yeah. Bob Dylan. I, I met a lot of great mathematicians, you know, Nobel mathematicians. I was thrilled. It's like, for me, they're like movie stars. So she represents in this one face, this one beautiful face. My whole love of math- mathematics. It's not my thing, but it is beautiful, and you need math to do a lot of things like build buildings and fly planes. Let's pull away because I want to read the introduction about the book by Patty Smith. Okay. I love how she opens this because this is how she does her videos. If you follow her on Instagram, or you follow her through her email. Hello, everybody. On March 20th, 2018, spring, e- spring equinox, I posted my first Instagram entry. My daughter, Jessie, had suggested that I open an Instagram account to distinguish mine from fraud, fraudulent ones soliciting in my name. Jessie also felt the platform would sue me. As I write and take pictures every day, she and I created the site together. I wondered how I might signal to to the people that it was truly me reaching out to them. I decided upon a straightforward approach. This is Patty Smith. I use my own hand as the image for my first venture into the virtual world. The hand is one of the oldest of icons, a direct correspondence between imagination and ex- execution. Healing energy is channeled through our hands. We extend a hand in greeting and service. We raise a hand as a pledge. Ultra handprints, thousands of years old, 
found stenciled in the Chateau Ponte d'Araca cave in southwestern France were formed by spitting red pigment over a hand. Pressed against the stone wall to merge with an element of strength or perhaps a signal, a prehistoric declaration of self. Instagram has served as a way to share old and new discoveries, celebrate birthdays, remember the departed, and salute our youth. I write my captions in a notebook or directly on the phone. I would have liked to have had a Polaroid-based site, but as the film has been discontinued, my camera is now a retired witness of former travels. The images in this book are drawn from existing Polaroids, my archive, and the cell phone, a process unique to the 21st century. Although I miss my camera and the specific atmosphere of the Polaroid image, I appreciate the flexibility of the cell phone. My first inkling of a cell phone's possible artistic usefulness was through Annie Leibowitz. In 2004, she took an interior shot with her cell and then printed it out as a small, low-resolution image. She said offhandedly that she thought it would be one day or one day it would be possible to take worthy pictures with a phone. I didn't consider having a cell phone back then, but we evolved with the times. Mine acquired in 2010 had enabled me to unite with the exploding collage of our culture. A Book of Days is a glimpse of how I navigate this culture in my own way. It was inspired by my Instagram, but it's unique in its own. Much of it I created during the pandemic in my room alone projecting into the future and reflecting the past family and a consistent personal aesthetic entries and images are keys to unlocking one's own thoughts each is surrounded with the reverberation of other possibilities birthdays acknowledge our prompts for others including my own a paris cafe is all cafes just as gravestones or a gravesite may echo others mourned and remembered Having experienced much loss, I have found solace in frequenting the cemeteries of people I love, and I have visited many of the offering my prayers, respect, and gratitude. I am at home with history and tracing the steps of those work who has inspired me. Many entries are of the remembrance. I've been encouraged in watching my site grow from the first follower, my daughter, to over one million. This book, A Year and a Day, for those born on the Leap Day, is offered in gratitude as a place to be heartened, even in the basis, basis of times. Each day is precious, for we are yet breathing moved by the way light falls on a high branch or a morning work table or the sculpted headstone of a beloved poet. Social media is twisting in its twisting of democracy, sometimes courts cruelty, reactionary commentary misinformation and nationalism but it can also serve us it's in our hands the hand that composes a message smooths a child's hair pulls back the arrow and lets it fly here are my arrows aiming for the common heart of things each attached with a few words scrapey oracles 366 ways of saying hello and that is from patty smith the author and photographer of this amazing book and it starts off january 1st a new year is unfolding the unknown before us brimming with possibilities and it's her looking out at the ocean and so i wanted to just talk about that 
talk about something other than film, other than music, even though she has been a part of both. Whether it's documentary, whether it's recording an album. And so that's the Dr. Zeus film podcast. Music, film, and yes, even books. So as always, unpleasant dreams. Thank you.